tapes and scouts a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch I think that's about it. We're good there. I don't think we're in any trouble. Yeah. I sound just like an owl playing a piano, so. You sure do, buddy. Top, top impression. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Impression number one. That's right. Welcome to Tapes and Scowl. Welcome. Where owls play piano. They've been known to. We got movies. We sure do. Half of them belong to Harry Potter. That's right. You got, well, we're, we're winding down This now. is it. This is it. You've made it. This you is... made it. Unless you didn't watch the other ones. In which but you're case, here. You ahead. Which is, you know, good or bad. You like Harry Potter? Go back and watch the other ones. You don't? Okay. Don't like this... J.K. Rowling? Don't get mad at people who like Harry Potter. They sure. like Harry Potter. They grew sure. up on the Harry Potter. Separate the art from the artist. It, it's We difficult. talk about this I understand. a lot, actually. Yeah. If you go back, yeah, and, yeah. like in all seriousness, if you go back in the podcast and we talk about some troublesome yeah. individuals who have made art, it's tough. Like it's We you have to analyze the art for what it is, not for who made it. Right. And it's not like any of those themes really got pushed into Harry Potter, I don't feel. I don't feel any of her aggression towards specific groups really forced its way into these in any way. Maybe a little bit of like empowerment for those who are put in a tough place. She does it a lot with the house elves in these movies, but I don't think that she really pushes an agenda or anything in these films. I think that came a little later when she got a little bit more attention and she started saying some shit because she thought she yeah. could. So I, my opinion of her is not the super highest either. It's like, don't get me wrong, I'm not, you know what I mean, a supporter of any of that stuff. Right. Don't believe that anybody should be segmented off or made to feel inferior just for existing. That's ridiculous. Stupid even. Yeah, but I do like me a movie. And we're going to talk about the movie as a piece of art in and of itself, just for a future reference. I like that you threw that on this episode, because I feel like if people don't agree with you and your Harry Potter uh, opinions so far right. on these movies, they're definitely checking out this one to see wh- how you feel about how it ends. Right. I think so, because these are the ones you didn't make it through. That's initially. right. It's a brand new baby. It's cool. Brand new. First time. My virgin eyes. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So do we end with your reveal? Sure. In that case, come with me. Woohoo! To the city of Lost Vegas. Lost. Lost Vegas? Mm, I know what movie this is already just from that. Six String Samurai. Oh, this movie's so good. This movie's pretty epic. Yeah. Uh, this is definitive cult movie, indie movie. This is a lot of fun. It's this... really silly and good. It's one of those movies that you read the slug line for, which you yeah. will in a second, and then mm. you're like, wait a second, this is a low-budget film? Like, how did they afford to do this? Awesome. So smartly handled. Yes. I own this on DVD. I watched it, like, years ago on demand while drinking, and I was like, that wasn't real. And then the DVD came in the mail. It was real. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk Tim made a good purchase. Woohoo! Woohoo! So... <laughs> I watched this on the 20th of March, 2023, hour 31. That mm. extra little bit of love there. That's right. Genre action-adventure comedy directed by Lance Mungia. I'm, gonna, I'm guessing. Mungia. Mungia. Starring Mungia. Jeffrey Falcon. Falcon. Justin McGuire. McGuire. And Kim D'Angelo. Hmm. Your IMDb movie summary. In the post-apocalyptic world of 1990s Nevada, a rock and roll samurai on his way to Las Vegas takes a young orphan boy under his protection as death and his metalhead horsemen chase after them. Yeah. He's yeah. going to, uh, like, Elvis is the king of yeah. the entire world, pretty much, in this film, and 
and he's going right. to claim the new title of the king. Yeah, so, so basically, cool. I think we had a nuclear war with Russia there, and yeah. I think Russia nuked us, so the, the U.S. is very different. It's very post-apocalyptic. Yes. The real Elvis kind of makes a stronghold in Vegas, right? but then he does pass, so they're trying to all race to Las Vegas to become the new king, Yeah, which is so incredibly silly it is. and great. Our main character is just called Buddy. He sure does look like Buddy Holly. He, he does. sure does have a shootout with a guy who looks like Richie Valens. He does. There's a lot of fun things that happen in this. Yes. The boy is so annoying. Yes. <laughs> the little boy is the, the point of contention I think a lot of people have with this film. Right. He doesn't talk that much. Only towards the end of the movie does he start talking, of course. Yeah. But he just like yells the whole time, just like, Rah! and he's uh, like, what? And like uh-huh. he keeps saving this kid when he tries to, he always tries to abandon him. What I think is really cool about this movie is how much they put into the costumes. Like this movie, they put a lot of effort into it. They did. And it really shows. I mean, this movie bombed. It, it did. did. I don't know that it ever made its money back. But, Probably not. And I think a lot of these people didn't go on. Actually, um, one of them, not the guy who played Death, but he had a different voice actor. Okay. Became a very well-known voice actor. Oh, that's cool. Um, where are we? Lex Lang. Lex Lang. Who did? He's Goemon in Lupin. Okay. And he's been in Star Wars and Crash Bandicoot and oh, wow. all kinds of stuff. Okay. Yeah, so he did really, he ended up doing really good. But, That's awesome. Uh, if you, the samurai action is good. He actually knows how to samurai. The kung fu looks good. Like, this uh, is things I didn't expect on the surface of watching this movie. And he's just walking around with his, his guitar on his back and a sword and, and an umbrella. And yes. he's just fighting all comers. It's really silly, really stupid. And really fun. It is. And it's what they were going for, and they do a very good job here. Yeah, it's well shot. It's well thought out. Like you said, the fight scenes are well choreographed. They did a good job of working with what they had and enhancing the fight scenes because of it, and it yeah. doesn't detract in any way. Phenomenal soundtrack by the Red Elvises in this yes, movie. the it's Red Elvises, yeah. So, so well done across the board. The look, the way it's shot, the fights, everything is a lot of fun. The kid is an annoying shit. Yeah, and the kid, like... I won't give it away, but the kid, like, makes some decisions later, and I'm like, why don't you just do that earlier? Yeah. Everything would have turned out probably better for everyone, you stupid idiot kid. That stupid kid. Don't worry, that kid didn't really act too much after this. All right, good. <laughs> it's not his fault. He was no, doing what he was, he was doing. Yeah, he was doing kid he stuff. Was doing, just, he was just a kid, damn yeah. it. Yeah. Leave the kid alone. Are, are you, do you have any guesses as far as scores for this movie? It's, it's like, weird, right? Because it's such an indie and such a niche thing, but it's it's done so well. Right. I think IMDb score will be in the sixes. Mm-hmm. I think the critics are going to be in the high sevens. I think the audience is going to be a touch under that, and I think you're going to come in at a seven and a half. Okay. Let's see how close you were. IMDb. 6.4. Okay. So you got that. The critics, 21 of them. Only 21. Okay. 57%. Oh, okay. Okay. The audience, 5,000 plus 77%. Okay. And I came in at a 6.5. Okay. I think it's a very fun movie. And it, if you like these weird kind of movies, you have to see this one. Yeah. I think six, six and a half, seven is a good, I think a good evaluation great. there. Yeah. Yeah. Well scored. Yes. Awesome. I got two Harry Potter movies, none of which I've seen. All right. 2010, The Deathly Hollows, part one. Ooh. One book, two movies. Watch this on 314.23. It is two hours and 26 minutes. A long fantasy movie. David Yates, still doing them. Starring Julie Walters, Ralph Fiennes, and Jason Isaacs. <clears throat> Your movie summary, still by me. Yes. 
Get out the house with several Harrys. Wedding? Oh no, run. Hide in tents. Miss out on info due to the previous films. Feel uh, Really feels like we're grasping at straws. Oh, it gets angsty. But what do we do? Captured escape? Wreck that emotional movement due to omitted details. Get a thingy, though. Oh, a thingy. You get a thingy. They get a thingy. Oh. There's very much a thingy collection aspect to this film. Is this where he gets a lightning bolt on his head? He had that the whole time. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yep. But that yeah. ends up being one of the thingies later on. Ah, yeah. thingies. It's an important thingy later on. Yeah. So a lot of this has to do with history. And it's... All right. So I'm going to kind of try to explain this as briefly as I can. In the books, there's a lot going on about the history of Dumbledore. All of that is omitted from this. Oh, no. Which is really weird because so much of that is important. And a lot of this crux is on Harry's relationship with Dumbledore, who has passed away, right? I said that in the last one. So... It's like Harry starts to second guess Dumbledore and like there's this dour note where he's just like, Dumbledore put me on an impossible mission. I can't live up to this. This is just too much to expect. He, but you know I mean? He was off his game. He was just old. He wasn't good. So like there's a lot of this like anger and doubt. They're still trying to place that into this movie, but it doesn't really work in a lot of cases because it's like, but what are you upset about? And it almost right. feels like because they're you're missing a lot of this information, they have to find these thingies. And they can't. It's just like, do they have enough information? Because in the sixth one, it's a lot of Dumbledore educating Harry on the history of Lord Voldemort to help him overcome Lord Voldemort in the end, which Harry doesn't realize, blah, 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 blah. It's kind of just like, you're just kind of along for the ride in this one. And you're just like, oh, that's wrong. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that doesn't work out good for them, does it? Oh, that's rough. Yeah, you know I mean, like, it's pretty much what you're doing. It's just, you know what I mean? Kind of on autopilot through this one. Like, I guess we're going, we're, we're intense a lot. That's for sure. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a little rough. I'd but, imagine this is a large down note since part one of two. Yeah, it's a lot of build up and a lot of like this feels like it's going to be like impossible to scale, like building this, the the breadth of the mountain that has yet to be climbed. Right. But I think they do do a good job. I think the actors finally get to step it up a little bit. They're a little older in this one. Right. And I think that they get to bring it a little bit more. And I think this one, because it's claustrophobic and like tight and you don't know a lot, they use that to their advantage. They just unfortunately don't give you enough details to make it feel like the kids don't feel like they can do it. You're just kind of along for that ride. So it just feels impossible. And when they do make a breakthrough, it feels like this kind of weird leap in logic that they made that just kind of worked out for them. Hmm. But if you know the books, you're like, no, 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 that does play out that way. So it's, yeah. 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 IMDb, 7.7. They know one numbers. Hey. Uh, the critics, yet again, one number, 77 for 288 critics. Okay. Audience. Them muggles, 250,000 plus, 85%. Okay. I'm coming in a little below everybody to just a 7 out of 10. Okay, that's way higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, not bad. It's just there's those leaps in logic. And again, I'm trying really hard to just kind of score these as a film. Like, how does it work within itself? The leaps in logic aren't going to take you out of it. You're just kind of like, oh, okay, sure. Magic. You know what I mean? Like, that's it's good enough excuse to keep you going. Like, the one girl, the girl's smart. You know what I mean? And you just keep going, all right, good enough. You know what yeah. I mean? And the flow of the movie actually works pretty well through it. It's just, you know what I mean? The the differences in the book from the film are pretty, like, noticeable here. And it's weird considering they took two full movies to cover this book and they still omitted pieces of it. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Do you think this whole series would have been better if it was two parts for every movie? I think if they had taken time to be like, let's look at all of this, like the breadth of this whole story, and let's figure out how to make what, like, Break it down into bullet points. You know what I mean? There's probably going to be hundreds of bullet points for everyone. Right. But what's important and what's not? And I'm going to really, I'll launch into that pretty heavy in the next one here. For sure. Interesting. I mean, I know they never do that. There's never no. start a series with a part one. I like would that. love that. Yeah. But 
don't know. I don't know. Could well, be better. Well, I got a movie. Oh, movie, movie. I've got one. Please. It's a comedy. comedy. And nothing else. Oh, okay, good. I laugh at those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're so funny when they're yeah, nothing else. Yeah, I like that when they laugh. From 2005, it's Waiting. Waiting? I've seen this film. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, there's a sequel to this movie, which I've never even I wanted didn't, to watch. I know. I didn't ever bother to watch the sequel either. Yeah, whew, still yeah, waiting, I, I can't. <laughs> yes, still waiting yeah. is the sequel. Yep. A lot of people in this movie. Oh my God, this So cast. many people. Yeah. So I watched this on the 26th of March, 2023. It's an hour 34, again, comedy, directed by Rob McKitterick, starring... Ryan Reynolds, Anna Faris, and John Francis Daly. Mm. And there's so many more. Yeah. Oh, my God. This cast is ridiculous. It's pretty great. IMDb Movie Summary. Young employees at Shenanigans Restaurant collectively stave off boredom and adulthood with their antics. Come to Shenanigans. Enjoy our food. Come to Come Shenanigans. To Calvin works Calvin here. Calvin works here. That's right. <laughs> this also stars Justin Long, Louise Guzman, uh, David Kosher, Chi McBride. Oh, my God. Andy uh, Milanakis. Yes. Dane Cook and Wendy Malick. Like, yeah. all these people went on to do many, many things. Oh, my God. So many. And Chi McBride in this movie is one of my so favorites. Good. He's so good. He's so good. Bishop. Yeah. He's just got, like, this weird knowledge. Yes. Uh, but it's just about these these college-age kids that are, like, still kind of mentally kids, but they're just, like, it's all about sex and drugs and stuff. Um, but the, the way this is written is so good. The delivery of the comedy is very good. Ryan Reynolds was not big yet. He was just no. starting to get a little bigger here. Yep. Dane Cook, I think, had just hit as yes. far as comedy. Correct. Uh, yeah, he was one of the big draws for this movie. He was. He had j- literally just hit. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, if you watch uh, the bonus features for this movie, there's so many hidden things that they did. Uh, they play a penis game, which is super hilarious. If yep. you want to play it with your friends. That's right. Uh, the Batwing. The Batwing. The Batwing. The Goat. There's a penis game. Yeah. Um, this movie is fucking bizarre uh there are some great things though like when they do the flashback and they show uh, ryan reynolds first day and the guy is hanging there playing the penis game yeah wasn't supposed to be there that was the director oh wow he just did that to him that's great uh there's another really great story of louise guzman who um i know i'm not even telling you about the movie the movie's just them being dickheads it's, in, a, it's all it is it's clerks in yes. the restaurant. This is the next generation's clerks. Yes. I will say a lot of the humor didn't hold up for me as much as I thought it would. Okay. Just a lot of like a little too edgy. It doesn't hold sure. up for today as well. But I still laugh at this movie like crazy. There's a great scene. And Calvin is the employee. He cannot pay. Yes. So he tells him to just imagine everybody's cheering for him. So they film this scene of everybody in there. Luis Guzman, who is the only real draw in this movie at this time. Yeah. He tells the director, I'm going to fuck with everybody. And he pretends that he's going to quit the movie in this scene while everybody is crammed into this bathroom stall. And you can see it, the footage of him arguing with the director where he's like, fuck you. You're a no name director. This is a bullshit movie. It's only getting made because of me. And you see everybody's face. It's so good. Wow. I would argue the bonus features are like a nine out of 10. Wow. (laughs) I love that. The bonus features are great. I love a good bonus feature. I know you do. So I had to tell you, it's really good. We'll have to watch that sometime. Yeah. But uh, the movie is just a lot of very uh, intricate and smart dick and fart jokes. That's awesome. When you're in our on our sister podcast, the uh, Physical Media Power Hour. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yep. With our '80s hair band song that we wrote. Yes, we did. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a challenge for later. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> our, our sweet '80s '80s tribute hair band, Saber Rain. Saber Rain. <laughs> 
Saber Rain. <laughs> Anybody just diving in now? What the, the actual fuck is Saber this? Rain? Look him up. He's not super great. No. He wears a trench coat. Yeah. Uh, this movie's fun. That's yeah. about all I'm going to give you. If you, you want a Clerk-style movie, just go watch this. It is. There's some cool little bits of business that I assume are very applicable if you've been in the industry. Oh, like sure. the people who are foreign mm-hmm. and they freak out. And then like you get the like the really trashy like husband who's like yeah. way nasty to his wife and like taking her out for the big dinner. Like an, essentially like an Applebee's equivalent, right? The right. shenanigans is. And it's like, oh, it's just it, it that plays out and it reads the right amount of skeezy and Justin Long grounds the movie really For sure. well, I think. There's no real plot. He's the closest thing to a plot. Pretty much. following him yeah. through his day. Him and Mitch, right? Mitch is the new guy, right? Mitch is the new guy. They yeah. don't let him say a word. Until the end. Until the end, he gets the last word and it's so good. It is good. Yeah. It is Very a good movie. Good. This movie's just fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Please fun watch movie. it, but know some of the some of it probably won't hold up as well. But, That's fair. You know. Sad to hear it, but I can I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, just I was just like, ah, oh, could we just if they just toned it down a little, I little think cringy, I would be Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So IMDB, six point seven. Okay. The critics, 93 of them. All right. 30%. They hate this shit. Wow. That's surprising. The audience, 100,000 plus, though, 75%. Okay. I gave this a seven. Okay. My wife Uh gave it a seven and a half. Wow. She liked it better than I did. That doesn't happen. And we, we both had seen it before. Wow. She agreed to watch it, and we're like halfway through. She goes, we've watched this before. I go, oh, maybe. She's like, all right, whatever. (laughs) So, Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2. Not a comedy, but a fantasy. 2011. Watch this on 315.23. It is two hours and ten minutes strong. Fantasy film David Yates starring Matthew Lewis, Michael Gambon, and Ivana Lynch. Hmm. Your summary. This is it, people. You've suffered through these summaries. This is your last one. I'm ready. Gotta get these thingies and end this dude. Hogwarts is the place. Roll up the sleeves and get ready for a bunch of... Oh, what do we have here? Lore and exposition. What is this word in front of this? To get dropped to save the day. Yeah, just sudden exposition. It should be sudden. I don't know what this is. I legitimately <laughs> do not know what this word is. Snape the real MVP. Ah. So, um, yeah, this movie... Uh, I got to get right to the my pain point here. Yes. Uh, one of the big things that they fuck really hard in this series is Dobby the House Elf. Dobby the House Elf is a phenomenal character. He shows up in the second book. He is, by the fourth book, he, Harry frees him at the end of the second book. House elves are forced to be slaves to wizards. Mm-hmm. They can only be freed when they're presented with an article of clothing. Harry tricks the his, like, his uh, arch nemesis, Draco Malfoy's dad, into freeing their house elf, who's named Dobby. Dobby sneaks to try to save Harry from Hogwarts and kind of makes a whole big, like, uh, dog's breakfast out of the situation, which okay. makes you, like, endear yourself to Dobby. And then he starts to work at Hogwarts, and him and Harry are super close because he works at Hogwarts and they're buddies, and he helps him a bunch, and this happens through several of the other books. And then in the seventh book, uh, Dobby dies saving them. Damn. And it is, like, beautiful and depressing and lovely and and. Dobby's like, Harry feels so bad, but Dobby's like, you don't have to feel bad because I know what it's like to have friends. And it's like, fuck, this is so 
unbelievably powerful. And it kind of gets wrecked because he's not in the movies, like in that capacity, not even close. He's in the second movie. He does not show up again until this one. Oh no. So I was just like, what the fuck? Like he's still, they still do a nice job of it. And they still, like the words are beautiful and the sentiment is lovely. And Harry did in fact free Dobby. So Dobby feels this debt to Harry. So it works, but it's just like this, like it's a minuscule amount compared to in the books where you're just done. Like you turn to the page where this happens and you know it's that page because it's like stuck together with all the tears you've been just sobbing into the book because you're so fucking sad that Dobby's dead and it's like this is brutal and lovely and like it shows you despite all of this terrible things that are happening and the like the price that's paid and the people that are lost love conquers all of it and it's a real lingering theme through the books and that's really at the heart of it I think what really fucking chaps my ass about these movies chapped ass chapped ass is it doesn't do that and like that's what I want I don't give a fuck about who's smooching who in the hallway I fucking care about the fact that friendships and our like chosen family our real family all of this means so much more than the anger and the hate and like all that is so important and it really it flares up a lot in these movies which is why I think they're well regarded it just will never I mean like anything right like it's not going to compare to the books but the things they chose to omit really bit them in the ass towards the end of these ones. Still good. I still enjoyed watching this one. I think that they really brought it and made Voldemort scary and imposing and did all the right things. It just can't quite get there. And because so much lore's left out, they're kind of just like, here's some quick exposition to explain what's about to happen and why this all works. And wands and who controls wands and how magic works becomes super important. She does tend to explain it more in this book than anywhere else, but it alludes back and it feels more tied in. Where here, it's just kind of like, oh, by the way, it's like almost sure. like an NPC in a video game. Right. By the way, did you know pressing the down button can help you avoid an enemy? Like, that's what it's like. Oh, that's very convenient. Thank you. Yeah. So a little rough, but yeah. Uh, still enjoyed this series. I was glad I went back and watched these two. So I was, I was happy to kind of, you well, know, find a, finish the loop here, which that's was That's cool. good. That's yeah. good to hear. IMDb gives this one an 8.1 out of 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 333 critics, 96%. Oh, wow. For this film. Yeah. The audience, the muggles, they love it so much. 89% from them. Wow. So this this is like the highest numbers we've seen. For me, it is not the highest. I think that honor still belongs to the third one. But this is very, very close at a 7.5 out of 10. Wow. Really nice finish to this particular series. I'm really surprised by that critic score. Yeah. The other two, I could see it, but that critic score is really high. They really bring it. The kids bring it. Everybody manages to really kind of make you feel how important this all is. Awesome. So kudos, and fuck them for ruining Dobby. Yeah. Dobby forever.